Good morning and happy new year to all of you in 2024. Clearly the new year's resolutions are going well. Look at all these people here. I love it. I love it. Whether this is your first time or you've been just coming for a little bit or been coming forever, it's so good to have you here today. I'm the Reverend Nick Cable and I serve gratefully this congregation uh, here at UUCCI. Today is the first Sunday of the new year and with it will come a ritual of helping us to let go of what we want to let go of and pick up what we need for this coming year. And I'm glad all of you are here and to participate in this ritual. After the service, instead of having a receiving line, we'll actually, those who wish, to grab a coat and meet Chris and I out at the fire pit because, as it might say, there will be fire included in this service, but not here because of our insurance company uh, said so. They called me. Um, so please do join us after the service. You can grab a coat and go down to the fire pit uh, for the final step in our fire communion service today. All righty. So our opening words this morning are by Sarah Eileen Lawal, Out of the Flames. Out of the flames of fear, we rise with courage of our deepest convictions to stand for justice, inclusion, and peace. Out of the flames of scrutiny, we rise to proclaim our faith with hope to heal a fractured and hurting world. Out of the flames of doubt, we rise to embrace the mystery, wonder, and awe of all there is and all that is yet to be. Out of the flames of hate, we rise with the force of love, love that celebrates our shared humanity. Out of the flames, we rise. If there are any young people, young at heart, comparatively young people, and you want to come up front, we're going to have our time now for our first Wonder Box of the new year. How's everyone's new year? You stay up till midnight? Yeah? Did you see? No? Later? All right. Don't worry. A lot of the adults don't do that either. I. I did, but I don't usually. So I'm wondering, this is our wonder box. It appears once a week usually, and it helps us to think. And I wonder what might be in the wonder box today. So if you haven't opened the wonder box ever or in a while, who would like to do so? Lewis, do you want to? Oh my gosh, thank you. Do you want? You can go sit down, thank you. Oh, look at this. Ooh, I don't know what that, does that, have any of you seen this picture before? Have any of you adults maybe seen this picture before? This is a bird called the Sankofa bird. It also has a, another name, but it's from, it's a, it's a bird that um, is from the Akan tribe and mythology. And this is a great image for our time this morning because in this tradition, see how we don't see his feet, but usually the feet are pointing forwards, but where's his head pointing? 
backwards, well, kind of, yeah, down, but, but a little bit backwards. And he's got the little pebble. It might be a she, they, who knows. And this bird represents a saying that is, it is never wrong to go back for that which is forgotten. It's never wrong to go back for that which is forgotten. And so this year, as we're kind of right on the precipice of a new year and an old year, we're going to be thinking a little bit about what we may have forgotten last year that we want to bring into the new year and maybe some of the things we want to leave behind in the new year. There's another bird I want to show you. What's this one? Okay, a little more familiarity with this one. This is a what? Phoenix. Yes. So the phoenix is another bird from mythology, spirituality, religion. And what is the phoenix? Does anyone know what the phoenix does? Anyone remember? Burns up, rises from the flames. This is another great bird for this time of year, or, or this, this creature is a great time for this time of year, because sometimes when we think about flames, we think, well, that's the end of that marshmallow, you know, it's gone. But sometimes something new can come from the ashes, not of the marshmallow, but of other things, okay? And so we're gonna be talking a little bit about what happens when we burn away our fear or burn away some of the things that might be holding us back and what might rise out of those ashes this year. So I hope that all of you will find great ways to grow and change this year. And we're gonna sing you out to your classes in a second. And because all of you are leaving, you get to take one stone with you, choose carefully one stone, and take it with you to your classes. As you use, we draw from many sources that inspire our faith. In 1995, Article 2 of the UUA bylaws, which is currently in the process of revision, in 1995, the bio, that article was amended to add the sixth source, which states that we are inspired by spiritual teachings of earth-centered traditions which celebrate the sacred circle of life and instruct us to live in harmony with the rhythms of nature. Now, Wicca is one of the many, many Earth-centered religions. At some point in the past, friends invited me to join them in investigating Wicca. Soon, I was reading the spiral dance, drawing down the moon. I subscribed to Sage Woman magazine, and I was participating in rituals. I am grateful for that exposure. While I don't now consider myself Wiccan or even pagan, some of that still resonates with me, and I use some of what I learned there. Richard Ruah, who was one of the ministers that we 
enjoyed at the uh, Eighth Street Fellowship encouraged us to explore and then take the best, leave the rest. So I have kept the act of mentally casting a circle when I sit down to meditate. And I have kept the correspondences, which I thoroughly enjoy. Each element, air, water, fire, earth, each element has so many connections. The element of fire is set in the south and is connected to, among other things, noon, summer, flood, will and determination, healing and destroying, purifying, vision, several plants and animals, and to life itself. Space, time, all earth, and spirit show up in the correspondences. I see all this symbolized when I look at a pentacle. Now, humankind has long depended on fire for survival. You know this, for vision, safety, warmth, and cooking, which allowed the species to evolve because they could digest better and had more time for other things. I read that early people considered fire to be sacred. Fire is an important part of culture. We light birthday candles, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa candles, and Diwali lamps. We put eternal flames on graves. There is a sculpture of Prometheus bringing fire at Rockefeller Center. In this room, we light small candles to honor our joys and recognize our sorrows. We light the chalice every Sunday. It symbolizes the beacon that we aspire to be, and it reminds us to let our little lights shine. I believe that each, I believe that each of us carries a spark of, of spirit or divinity inside. The holy is within us, and fire is sacred. Now, it's to be used carefully, for it plays a part in destroying, but also in creating. My son is a forester, and he teaches at the University of Missouri. In one of his classes, his students participate in a prescribed burn. Being able to burn an area of forest in a controlled way is a skill that they will need. Websites from the U.S. Forest Service to Smokey the Bear explain the benefits of burning. It clears out debris, improves the soil, kills damaging insects, and much more. There are pine trees whose seeds will not germinate unless they are exposed to high temperature until there is a fire. Forests need fire. And I need fire. At least the symbol of fire as decision, as commitment, as determination, as confidence, as will. Once I can let go, can banish whatever is stopping me, I still need to grow what is needed instead. Otherwise, I cannot change or develop a new habit or make a difference, even in a small way. And that requires determination, confidence, well, decision-making, 
These days, I'm trying to revive my habit of meditation. And I ask fire to help me follow through on my decisions. And when I see fire, I'm reminded of my commitments. And this morning, I wonder, what does fire spark in you? We have one reading for this morning. It's one of my favorites, and I return to it every year at this time of year. It was a snowy night, and Robert was recalling the time two springs ago when he was determined to paint the family room. Up early, he was out the door to the hardware store, gathering the gallons of red, the wooden mixing sticks, the drop cloths, and the one-time brushes that always harden no matter what you soak them in. He mixed the paint outside and waddled to the door with a gallon in each hand, the drop cloth under his arm and a wide brush in his mouth like this. He began to chuckle in telling uh, what happened. He said, I teetered there for minutes, trying to, trying to open the door, not wanting to put anything down. I was so stubborn. I had the door almost open when I lost my grip, stumbled backward, and wound up on the ground, red gallons all over me. At this point, he laughed at himself, which he has done many times, and we watched the snow fall in silence. I thought of his little story the whole way home. Amazingly, we all do this, whether with groceries or paint or with the stories we feel determined to share. We do this with our love, with our sense of truth, even with our pain. It's such a simple thing, but in a moment of ego, we refuse to put down what we carry in order to open the door. Time and time again, we are offered the chance to learn this. We cannot hold on to things and enter. We cannot hold on to things and enter. We must put down what we carry, open the door, and then take up only what we need to bring inside. It is a basic human sequence. Gather, prepare, put down, enter. But failing as we do, we always have that second chance to learn how to fall, to get up, and laugh. I invite us now into a time of meditation. And I want you to meditate on some threshold you are having trouble crossing in your life. It might be at work, at home, in a relationship, or the doorway to greater peace. Breathe steadily and look to yourself to see if you are carrying too much to open the door.
Breathe slowly, and with each out-breath, put the things you are carrying down. Breathe freely now and open the door. So one of the things that um, we're doing today is something that has been in the works for years, which is we have at the beginning of our year in August or September, the kind of as uh, People are going back to school perhaps, or we're kind of getting out of the summer months. We do something that we call water communion or water ceremony or uh, the water service, whatever, however your spirituality relates to those words. And in, this, uh, in, that, in that ritual, we invite people to bring water from either travels or a stream or their faucet or their back, a backyard uh, or a rain that they caught sometime in this past year. And we gather them into one bowl, and that becomes a ritual and a symbol of our coming back together and into this shared space. Um, and with this water, uh, something that reminds us of the refreshment that we can be to one another. We actually boil that water, and uh, we use it for a kind of any kind of special kind of events throughout the year, such as Christmas Eve. Some of you were here, and we dedicated Ruby um, with some of that uh, special water as a way to remember all of our nourishment of not only her, but all of our children and all of you throughout time. And then at the end of the year, this coming June, um, every year we do something called flower communion or flower ceremony or flower festival or flower service. And this is a kind of uh, a great way to remember our resilience and our beauty and the beauty of our diversity, which we talk about through the story of Norbert Chopek uh, in in uh, the in Czechoslovakia, who um, died for his beliefs in um, in the 1930s to the Nazis, and that this um, beauty of resilience to come and bring a bring a flower and to take a different one home is a gift that bookends our year with water communion and flower communion. Well, and then there's a whole lot of space between there. And for a long time, I've said, what do we do on the first Sunday of, of the year? Some people do kind of like the service we do in October, the kind of the um, remembering those who have passed away in the last year, kind of the first of the year, that could kind of work. But we do that around Halloween and Samhain. So what do we do? And over time, we've talked as a Sunday services team and figured out how might we use fire as an image and a symbol and a part of our ritual at this turning point of the year where we where we need to close one one year and bring about the second. And there's so much imagery and so much writing about this time of year that it felt like a perfect thing to help us year over year on the first Sunday um, mark that time with a fire communion. So we're trying it out. It's not tradition yet. Uh, see me next year. So this Sunday, all of you are bringing in here some amount of joys and sorrows, 
reflection from the past year, thinking about the new year. Um, what is this year going to bring? Uh, we have uh, an election that's coming up at the end of the year that perhaps is starting us off in a great year of anticipation, anxiety, um, wonder, hope. And there's a lot of things that'll happen in between now and then. And there might be things going on in your personal lives that you might be facing or your work lives. And each of us might be kind of holding on to something um, of a burden of sorts and something that might prevent us from, as Mark Nepo talks about, going through the door, the threshold before us. And so in this ritual we're going to do today, we're going to kind of have two parts. There's a, a part of putting down or letting go or burning away, however you want to imagine that, um, something that no longer serves us, no longer um, brings us life, no longer um, animates us, uh, something that maybe has been um, really difficult that we've been holding on to. And it might be something very recent. It might be something you've been holding on to for many years or decades. Uh, but this is the time where we're given that opportunity to put that down. And we're going to gather those uh, and put them into this um, cauldron of sorts. And after the service, go out and burn them away in our fire in our fire pit should be exciting. Then we also have this opportunity to pick something up, to recall that when we, when we give of ourselves, often something returns, um, something regenerates um, in its place. Maybe not the exact same thing, but something regenerates. And that is something that we plan to do as well today through the symbol of these rocks each of which can be a touchstone, something that is on a nightstand or is in your pocket or uh, in your car, something that to remind you of your strength and your connection to this community of fire and water and earth. And so when you come up, if you come up and you put something into the, into the common bowl, please take a, a stone as well, Beck, that, that speaks to you, that, that jumps out to you. For me, I um, this is taking on a whole different meaning because yesterday down at Ames Mercantile, which is downtown, it's like a little kind of um, home home store, trendy store. Uh, they had a tarot reader and I've never done it before. And boy, that was powerful. And they also did this thing where it was like um, a, a gem or a charm, a charm reading. Have any of you ever done this charm reading? So there's this bowl of all these items, you know, like small, you know, trinkets or things that might be on a charm bracelet or a necklace or something. And you're supposed to kind of go in and just grab a handful and then put it in the center and how it falls says, tells the person how to kind of react to where things fall and how they fall. And I swear someone was setting me up because there was some powerful things that came from that seemingly impossible to control experience. Um, it was great because you could take a picture of it and I'm sure I'll like not remember anything, but I'll like look at it and be like, yeah. And so one of the, I bring this up because I'm really thinking about what, what are, I mean, and, and she told me what are some of my work that I need to do this year. Um, 
and 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 some of it relates to putting down and picking up and and one of them was putting down fear uh which is embodied a lot in this in this service uh in this sunday uh but also um putting down uh preparation, you know, putting down discernment and moving towards action, moving into just doing it. And, um, you know, I, I, that's really sitting with me because I feel like we're acting all the time, but I think there's something about this year ahead that invites us as a congregation, six and a half years together now in this, in this configuration, um, that this is a year of action of transformation, of movement. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. I invite you to take a moment now on the piece of paper that's before you or beside you, should be pencils as well. Take a minute or two to write down something that you want to let go of. Something that you feel ready to part with. It could be something physical, it could be something metaphorical, it could be an emotion. Take your time, help your friend out if there's no pencils near you, and write something on that piece of paper, and we'll have about a, a minute or two to have this time of reflection. I invite you to just start wrapping up what you're writing, or keep writing, you're in charge. And I think there's two steps to this. We're developing the ritual on the fly, okay? <laughs> Hope the tradition works. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. And so many of you may have even, like, other people might, like, you've talked to people about this thing. You know, you've, uh, potentially, or maybe not. But it's one thing to verbalize, I'm going to put this down. And so we're going to start with that step. If you wish. We're gonna just create space for any one word, two word cacophony of space, and I will respond to what I to what I hear. Okay. If you feel so moved, you can say a word or a phrase or something that kind of gets to what you're putting down today. Solids, thoughtless reactions. Okay, one more time. Sourness, thank you. Shame. Regret. Fear. Worry. Pessimism. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah, letting go. Constant motion. Resistance. Patience. Your expectations. Trump.
so we've said it, some of us, and some of us are still feeling it and going around. Perhaps there's more than just any one word can hold, and that's probably true. Now we have an opportunity to let it go. It's not going to burn away just yet. That's after the service, but in a moment, we're going to have some music to play. And as you feel uh, willing, able, I invite you to come forward, place it into this pot, and to take a stone and return to your seat. The kids modeled this really well, except one. But the one you touch is the one you take. So look and trust yourself. The one you take is the one you need. Please come forward as you are able. <laughs> 